Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is the match review. Newcastle welcome Everton to St James Park on Sunday. We'll hear from Newcastle head coach Steve Bruce, our chief sports writer Lee Ryder, and the Liverpool Echoes Phil Kirkbride as we talk Newcastle Everton as the Magpies look to build on that 1 1 draw at Wolves. So joined by Phil Kirkbride, the Everton writer for the Liverpool Echo. Phil, thanks for joining us. No um, problem. I guess it's quite an exciting time for yourself, for Everton fans, to be covering a team of ambition and desire and top of the league, obviously, and it was going really well and beating in the league and then down to Southampton. And it, and it seemed to all fall apart looking from the outside in. Was it a bad day for Everton or, um, or did Southampton just show that they can be got at if you turn up with the right mentality? I think, you know, and I think most um, Evertonians, Evertonians going into the game accepted and appreciate that Southampton are a good team. Um, and I think certainly on their day, they can be a handful f- for anybody. Um, but certainly from from our point of view, it was, it was a collective bad day at the office. Um, you know, of course, the first defeat of a season after such a long unbeaten run, um, stretching right back through, through all the competitions, you know, the League Cup and the League Um it's always a difficult one to take because you always feel confident, you know, top of the league and going to to, to a team below you that you, you're going to carry on that that run beaten run. Um, but it obviously, it can't take away from um, the excellent start that Everton have made. Um, top of the league, you know, top of the league on merit, albeit very early, um, scoring plenty of goals, playing some really good football. Um, the new signings have made a difference. So it's been a really terrific start, and as you say. There is a renewed sense of ambition. I think there's, you know, that sense. There's always been ambition, certainly renewed, uh, refreshed since Farhad Mashiri came to the football club. But this is the first time it f- certainly feels like there's a team that can challenge or has got the ability and talent, certainly in a starting eleven, uh, to challenge for the top four. Um, I, don't, I don't. Nobody's getting carried away and believing that we're going to be challenging for the title. You know, there's a long way to go, and 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 it's a very difficult season with many good teams. But I think we, you know. The start has given hope and, 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 and raised expectations that we can finally at least be uh, be pushing for the top four for the first time since 2013-14. Certainly been a joy to watch. Um, what was Ancelotti's reaction like to the Southampton game? I know he was angry about the red card, but the performance as a whole and what kind of reaction are you expecting this Sunday? Yeah, Carlo didn't really give too much away about the performance because as you say the the narrative after the game was was largely dominated by the red card and, and whether that's Carlo being cute and trying to deflect what was a, a, a particularly poor performance from many players and, and, and shift the focus maybe maybe not but but we will see um, I expect a, a reaction um, obviously the difficulty being that everything will still be without Richarlison uh, having never won a Premier League game when he's not been involved in the squad. Um, he's obviously an unwanted record that they can't shake. Uh, and Luca Dean obviously will serve that one-match ban. Um, so it looks like at this stage, we'll find out a little bit more from Carlo on Friday afternoon, um, that Niels and Kanku, teenage French uh, left-back that was brought to the club in the summer, will probably make his Premier League debut. That's how it's looking at this stage. So, so difficulties in terms of how does Carlo Ancelotti Fill the void uh, left by Richarlison suspension. Alex Iwobi was given the opportunity, taken off at half time, which is never, never a, uh, 
a glowing endorsement of your performance, is it? Um, and of course, the young Stuart left back, who's been very good, uh, certainly in the League Cup. Then that's where he's played. He's been very, very good. Obviously, playing a Premier League team away from home in the league um, he's obviously a different, different kettle of fish so uh, if he does go with the young French fullback on Kanku um, that's something Ancelotti will have to be mindful of and, and try and offer him a little bit more protection um, that's the beer uh, no, and it's about momentum I guess for, for Everton because you know many of us have, have looked back to the 2004-05 season when, when the Blues actually reached the top four under David Moyes and they got themselves into the top four by mid-September and never never dropped out and they just plugged away and there was that there was that constant sense of setback, okay, we respond with a victory or always always having a response up their sleeve. And so far Everton have done that. Um, so it's be interesting to see how Sunday pans out and if after this first defeat there is a reaction and that resilience we think is in this team uh, bears fruit. And at right back, Godfrey had to fill in. Um, he didn't have the easiest, easiest of games. Will he be there again on Sunday, do you think? Mm, good question. Um, we'll, we'll get an update on Seamus Coleman's injury. At this stage, I'd be surprised if Coleman was fit, given it was a hamstring. John Joe Kenny has returned to training. He's a natural right back, spent last season on loan at Schalke. Um, it will be interesting. Ben had actually done pretty well in the Merseyside derby. came on at right back for Coleman after about half an hour and then had a good game. Um, but he, yeah, as you say, he had, he had a difficult afternoon um, at Southampton and he, it's not his natural position and, and there were moments when you can see the, the inexperience of, of not playing there perhaps told. So whether or not Carlo goes with John Joe Kenny, you know, a right back by trade, um, he may well do. It'd be, be interesting to see or even if, if he changed his formation completely and maybe goes three centre-backs and plays with wing-backs. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to, uh, to see how he goes with that one. Um, Redmond had quite a good game uh, you know, on the wing and I suppose with Alan St. Max when he didn't have the best of game against Wolves, he was quite quiet and they kind of marked them out of the game. You might be looking at Everton's full-backs if the young uh, Frenchman plays yeah. left-back as well and, and the wingers, if it's Ryan Fraser, if it's Almiron on the other side, they'll be maybe licking their lips at that prospect. Well, I think certainly, and I wouldn't blame them in, in that respect because um, what what you miss uh, when Richarlison isn't in the team is not just what he offers you going forward. Defensively, he's very committed, really good, works incredibly hard for the team. I mean, the best will in the world is not naturally what Iwobi brings. He, he's not naturally defensively minded in that respect. And so Luca Dean on Sunday Samson perhaps found himself a little bit more exposed than he would have liked. And on the other side, of course, James Rodriguez... He's been amazing and, and going forward, he's been an absolute revelation and a real game changer. He does work hard, but again, naturally, he's not offering that, that level of cover um, to Ben Godfrey on Sunday that perhaps Ben really needed. But when, of course, you've got Seamus Coleman at right back, proper fullback, perhaps those uh, that can be sort of made up and, and, and not, not exposed so much. So... It really feels as though the two, the wide areas are the concern for for Carlo, and, and you've got to give him the um, the most sort of the most food for thought going into the game. And as you say, you know, if you know Newcastle's wingers, Fraser and Almiron or whoever it is, will will have every right to feel that that could be an area to, uh, to certainly get at Everton. Well, Everton have issues at fullback. Newcastle themselves don't come into this game with a clean bill of health, as Steve Bruce told reporters in his pre-match press conference. Well, we've only got really one major concern from last week is um, is the captain who's uh, who limped off. 
He's got a foot injury. We'll see how he is in the next... We've still got 48 hours, so we'll see how he is, but everybody else is okay. So Steve Bruce there on Jamal LaSalle's. And Phil, if the captain is missing for Newcastle, it's something I would imagine Everton's forwards will look to exploit. They'll welcome that news, and especially Dominic Calvin-Lewin, who didn't have the best of games against Southampton, so the news that Newcastle's captain is missing potentially um, will be welcome down on Merseyside. Yeah, certainly. If, if Newcastle, you know, are out without Lascelles, um, you know, I think the Blues have scored more headed goals in the Premier League than any other team um, this season. And, and with with Dominic's aerial ability, and certainly Everton's threat from set pieces, you know, it will be something I'm sure they will have they will have talked about and and and, and be looking to exploit because. You know, it is a real strength of Everton's, and of course, if Newcastle have been weakened in that area, then certainly it would be uh, be an area to look at. And in terms of Everton's weaknesses, what do you think Steve Bruce will be pinpointing and telling his team to take advantage of? Well, I think you know, I think the fullback areas, of course, there's uncertainty as we've spoken about. Um, you know, Unkanku is a young lad and has, has played really well, but this will be his biggest test. So, you know, if I was Steve Bruce, I would, of course, be, be saying let's, let's test him early and see what he's what he's made of. Um, Everton, it'd be interesting with the formation if, if he's played four three three this season. And, and while that has offered a platform and allowed them to be more attacking and got Rodriguez in the right positions and allowed him to to get the ball where he wants it to, there is there is a sort of um, not a growing concern, but an acceptance maybe that the four three three does leave us a little bit open to the counter attack if we're if we if we're sort of committed to a high press or or we've 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 you know, sent men forward, you know, chasing, chasing the goal. So it's that balance for Everton at the minute. I think that's something that certainly, given we've only had one clean sheet in the league this season, scored plenty of goals, but only one clean sheet, something for Carlo to, to try and address, certainly. And in terms of Everton's biggest strength, what do you think Steve Bruce will be fearing most? Well, I think if Rodriguez is fully fit, which he probably wasn't quite against Southampton, and if he's given the time and the space to um, pretty much do as he, he wants with the football. He's, yeah, I mean, he genuinely has been exceptional at times um, and he just makes things tick. So if he, if he gets into a groove and, and he finds his confidence and he's, and he's, he switches play really well, you know, he starts on the right wing, but often finds himself on the left. I think if Rodriguez is in the mood, um, then that's, that's, that would be, you know, something Bruce would be worried about. Just a quick word on Jordan Pickford. Obviously, we know usually when he heads up to Newcastle, he can sometimes get lost in the atmosphere. Mm. We saw that in the, the 3-2 win for Newcastle a few years back when, um, you know, should have been sent off, saved a penalty. And then, yeah. you know, we, we all know what happened there. And he's not yes. had the best of seasons either. He's made a few errors. But I guess not having the Newcastle United fans in his ear up at St James's Park is is a benefit, but he, them errors are still creeping in anyway when there's no fans in the stadium. Yeah, certainly to help keep uh, Jordan focused, a lack of Newcastle fans is, is is a plus in that respect. But you are right; those he has made um, errors to, to the tail end of last season, and, and some have crept in this season. Uh, he's at fault for one of the goals against Brighton. Um, he just needs to. You just, if, if, if I think for many Evertonians, the issue with, with Jordan, there's no doubting his ability um, and talent. It's a, it's a focus issue and it's, and it's a concentration issue. And 
we he was he was instrumental in the win against Spurs on the opening day of the season, pulling off a couple of, of really pivotal saves. Um, but then he's he's had he's had a bit of a rough spell. The manager is backing him uh, totally, uh, and and will not will not be will not say any different. Um, but yeah, th- there are doubts undoubtedly. We c- we can't we can't disguise that, and there are concerns over his over his form. It's just about as I say, it's about concentration and focus for Jordan. If he's focused for ninety minutes, he really genuinely is an asset to the football club, and and, and a really can be a top level goalkeeper. But it's 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 making sure he has those uh, levels of concentration. In terms of Newcastle United, is this a game that Everton, you know, are their their favourites most likely? Do they think they should be? coming into this game and winning it and heading back down the road with all three points? Well, well absolutely. In terms of, if, as we spoke about at the top of the pod, in terms of ambition, you know, if Everton is serious, one game will not define the season, of course, but if they're serious about having that top four challenge and really being in the mix of the top four and getting themselves into a position at the turn of the year where they are really in the mix, then back-to-back defeats or dropping points again is, is not really something that, that necessarily um, Everton can afford. Or And as I say, it's about a momentum and a, and a, and a belief that this, this team can respond to setbacks and get back on the horse, so to speak, as soon as possible. So they will be confident, but of course, as we've mentioned, there's, there's a couple of key players, and they are key players, um, not available. So it makes that task um, more difficult. And away from home, Carlo has improved them. Uh, since he's so in less than 12 months he's improved the away record but it's still not quite where it should be so a lot of ifs and buts and a lot of challenges and you know Newcastle are a good team and, and I know it, it's the well-worn cliche about the Premier League but they're genuinely every single weekend every single match is tough and the Blues will know that this will be a very very difficult game and in terms of Newcastle's players, is there anyone that you're looking forward to seeing in the flesh? Anyone standing out for you? Um, obviously, you mentioned uh, St. Maxon, didn't you? And obviously, he's fit and available. He seems like a really good player. I know you said he had a difficult game against, uh, or subdued game against Wolves, but he seems like he, he's, he's, he's a bit of your talisman. Fraser, when he was at Bournemouth, just seemed to have, certainly down there, seemed to have a knack of, of, of scoring or assisting against Everton. I don't know what it was. And it's probably why we were continually linked with, with, with signing him. Um, so, you know, and, and Wilson, of course, he's another one for Bournemouth who, I'm not sure if, if, he, if he's fit and available, but um, Wilson just seemed to have this this hold over Everton's back four for a period of, of seasons. And he was, um, and he looks like he still is. He, he, you know, when he's on it, he, he's he, old fashioned in many respects, but very effective. And, you know, he's given Michael Keane some tough games. And, 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 and I know there'll be, uh, <laughs> for, for the Evertonians watching from home, and certainly for me in the stadium, there will be. Um, a little bit of nervousness when that first long ball maybe he's gone over the top and he's turned we've you know Newcastle have turned Everton's defence and see how we cope because um, him and Fraser when they were playing for Bournemouth just sort of had uh, just sort of had the hoodoo over us a little bit mm. Wilson is fit unfortunately you mentioned <laughs> the long balls going forwards uh, Shelby will be missing out and I think against Wolves we saw he's not always effective but at least he's always trying to create and getting the ball in the channels so it'll be interesting to see who Places John Joe Shelby. Um, just finally, then we'll go for your score prediction. Looking back at some of the previous results, there have been some crazy games. You mentioned that 3 2 yeah. St. James Park, the 2 2 um, last season, just some crazy score lines. What are you going for this weekend? Well, I'm hoping 
<laughs> obviously from our point of view, the, the, the lack of a crowd is, is a factor that works in our favour. You, know, you mentioned some of those crazy games and, and, and you know, St. James's is a brilliant place to watch football when it's full, it really is. Um, and I'm disappointed that we will be going there with, without, a, without the fans in there because, you know, it, it's a great place to be uh, when, it, when it's up and, up and uh, alive and kicking. But from our point of view, the quieter the better. Um, it's going to be tough and it'll be tight, um, perhaps over-optimistically, over but I think it'll be 2-1 Everson. Pleasure there to speak to Phil and get the inside track on Everton. Now, just before we hear a bit more from Steve Bruce and then Lee Ryder, just a reminder of the competition we're running where you can get your hands on Football Manager 2021. And not only that, get it before anybody else as well. Now, all you have to do is leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then fill a form in, which will be attached to every tweet that goes out. It'll also be in a live blog. It'll be well-labeled so you know what you're doing. You fill in that form with your details and the review you've left and we'll pick the winner um, on Tuesday the 17th of November and announce it in the podcast. You'll have a special code word where you'll have to email us in uh, to claim your prize. So good luck and thank you very much for listening. Castle coming to this game looking for their first win in three. They've only won one of their last five, so not good form at all by the Magpies, but they are on eight points above Manchester United. Same points as Manchester City if you're looking for the positives. Everton, though, top of the Premier League, had been unbeaten until that defeat to Southampton. And you are expecting some sort of reaction from the Toffees. Interested now to hear from Steve Bruce on what he makes of Everton's start and the additions they've made during the summer transfer window. Yeah, and the one area where they've improved dramatically is the midfield area. The three players they've brought in have got have hit the ground running. They've given them an extra dimension, certainly. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, they've had a wonderful start. They've invested well. They've got a top-class manager, um, so we're, we know that we're in for a very, very difficult game. And, uh, but I'm, I'm really, really pleased that there's, in, there's somebody else different at the top of the league. How refreshing is that? Wonderful. So, um, and as I said, I'm a big, huge admirer of Ancelotti and what he's done and achieved. It'll be a tough, tough game for us, that's for sure. I don't think anyone doubts that on paper Everton have the better side, but Southampton showed that if you take the game to them, and also, if you get the lead and you go for more than one, as Newcastle didn't do against Manchester United, Everton are vulnerable. We all know about Jordan Pickford. We discussed him there in the in the pod earlier with Phil that he's you know susceptible to just gaffes, and I'm sure Callum Wilson and Alison Maxwell will be looking to take advantage of that. We'll now hear from our chief sports writer Lee Ryder, who makes an excellent point that Everton have only conceded one fewer goal than Newcastle this season. Newcastle have let 10 in, Everton 9. And of course, a lot of the criticism of Newcastle has been about the defence and questions over whether it's as strong as it has been in previous seasons. Um, are they more vulnerable? Do you, of course, are you know, conceding a lot of shots on goal and somehow uh, Newcastle have come away not actually conceding that many when you look at the stats and Lee makes a point that actually there's a good opportunity to take advantage of Everton's defence which maybe isn't as strong as many may think. I just think it's one where Newcastle United this is an opportunity to actually test the resolve of Everton and if you look at the league table, the top, but if you also look at the goals against column, uh, I think they've only conceded one less than Newcastle. And we all saw what happened when Southampton, um, you know, had the audacity to have a go at Carlo Ancelotti's men, you know, down on the south coast last week, picked up a 2 0 win and created lots of chances and were able to stay on the front foot with Everton unable to respond. And yeah, they did have the red card, uh, which was a very unfortunate one. 
Um, but for Newcastle, you know, they cannot keep playing like they are without, you know, being in a real situation where they could lose. I mean, at Wolves last week, um, it was a good point in the end. And now the dust settled, you know, we can, we can say, you know, they were lucky at the end of the day because while they were only 1-0 down, they conceded a lot of chances and had Wolves, you know, had the shooting boots on, as I said on Sunday, then, you know, that game would have been finished by half time. So it's about them not putting themselves in that position, about them, um, you know, trying to, you know, build early in the game. And if they do manage to get that early goal like they did against Man United, it's known what to do in that situation. And, you know, rather than just retreat, retreat, um, they need to, to push on and try and just give themselves a situation where the game's, you know, dead, you know, be a couple of goals up, be two or three up. And, um, you know, then, then you can, you know, make life difficult for the opposition. But really, I think Steve Bruce knows that uh, a convincing performance is required against Everton uh, because patience, I think, in the fan base, despite the points tally so far, it is wearing a little bit thin in terms of style of play. So hopefully we see that pick up this weekend. So just a quick note, we're now over on YouTube at the Everything Is Black and White podcast. And if you're liking what you're hearing, why not come and see what we're producing? We'd really like you to hit subscribe. We're also over on Instagram at Chronicle NUFC and in the usual place on Twitter and Facebook. We'd really like the likes, the reviews and the subscriptions because without your continued support, we can't get very far. So thank you very much for listening.